You're listening to the Writers Off The Page podcast. Here's your host, writer, reader, journalist, and lover of soy lattes, Sinead Maripodi. Hi, and thanks for joining me. This season, I sit down with some of WA's best authors to find out their tips, tricks, and secrets to not only writing a book, but most importantly, getting it published. Having graced Perth's airwaves for more than two decades, Gillian O'Shaughnessy, or Jillo, is a household name in WA. Since hanging up her headphones in 2020, Gillian has jumped headfirst into the world of flash fiction. Her work has featured in a number of publications, including the Bath Flash Fiction Anthology, Restore to Factory Settings, and once a, short, a selection of short, short stories and twice not shy, both published by Night Parrot Press, and that's just to name a few. Not only did she recently win Writing WA's Love to Read local competition, but she also won the UK Autumn Reflex Flash Fiction Prize in 2020, was shortlisted for the Bath Flash Fiction Award and was a finalist in the London Independent Story Prize. Jill, I feel like I need a break. You're supposed to have slowed down since you retired from ABC. Oh my goodness. Well, that sounds... (laughs) I feel like I've just been very lucky. But yes, I've been really enjoying writing and I've been really busy since I left the ABC. (laughs) But it's been a lot of fun. Did you... Did you intend to do all of this when you when you were supposed to slow down, as we say? And I put it in quotations because anyone who just heard that would have gone, Phew, please, need a break. <laughs> um, had you intended to get so deep into writing? Well, I did, yes, because I, I started writing fiction before I left my full-time job. And I did think after working in the same place for nearly 25 years that it might feel a bit weird to go from... Um, doing something every day that was really uh, wonderful and full on but to go to doing nothing so I I did actually plan for it and think I want to be really busy when I finish I'd already started writing um, in in about um, perhaps over the last year I think of 2020 I got really into it during COVID I think lots of people did um And then when I left the ABC, I had signed up for all of these writing courses and um, scheduled myself some serious writing time. So I think the day after I finished work at the ABC, I had started a a month-long course in short fiction. So that was really busy. I just went into that and, yeah, didn't put my head up again for another (laughs) few weeks. Before we get right into things... Short fiction, short stories, not the same thing I've just learned. Can you just spell out for anyone else who might be in the same boat I was in, what's the difference? Oh, well, short stories, it's, it's really a word length difference, but I'm sure uh, short stories are much more complex to write. So flash fiction or short fiction is typically stories that are around 1,000 words, 1,500 or under. And there's microfiction, which I also like to write, which is 300 words. A short story is is around three to 5,000 words, so it's a much longer form of fiction. What was the appeal for you? What got you into flash fiction as opposed to, I suppose, I don't know, writing a, a full, I'd say a full novel, this is a full text in itself, but why flash fiction? Oh, well, do you know, I... Um, a lot of people say when you're writing a novel and that is the expectation I think when you say that you're writing fiction they say oh when are you writing a novel and I can't I've never had any interest at all in writing a novel and particularly again going from um, a full-time very absorbing job to 
doing something completely different. I really was not keen to take on a huge project. And I I think that you really need to have the drive and um, passion as well for a project that could take years. All of the uh, novel authors that I know might spend six to ten years writing a novel. I think that you need to have a very specific idea for it. I um, started writing flash fiction with Laura and Linda, who are the editors of Night Parrot Press, and I was not aware of it as a genre. When I started, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that there was a word count. I didn't really understand the specific form. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I just I liked being able to, because I was new to fiction, I liked being able to try new things and experiment. And I also love the editing process. Because I think of the time that I've spent in journalism writing, that part to me is really interesting and fun. So I really like being able to uh, spray out uh, words that I've made up, but then going back in the editing process, particularly with Flash, it, because every single word has to count, you really have to go through it with a fine-tooth comb and think about why you've put everything where it is and think um, can I change something can I make it better what am I saying what am I leaving out all of those kind of um, conversations editorial conversations you have to have I just find really interesting and the short form um, not only demands it it really allows for that as well what's the process like for you do you go in with a plan or is it let me start writing and I'll see what happens and then fix it after yeah both so often I, um, I've got two writing groups <laughs> of uh, women I write with which are really wonderful and we will write to prompts. So someone might give you a series of prompts or um, a, a prompt might be as simple as let's write about the ocean, a memory of the ocean. And so you just free write anything that comes into your mind for half an hour or an hour and there might be something in it or there might not often for me it's it, it could just be a phrase it might only be half a sentence that will stay with me after that process and I'll go back and work on that and, and flesh it out into something more other um, at other times I just get an idea for a story they often come from a, a fragment or a shred of a memory um so I might look uh, at old photographs. Nature is a really big um, inspiration for me. The story that I uh, was a finalist in the London Independent Story Prize with was actually inspired by a golden orb weave spider that we had hanging over our back deck out <laughs> the back here. And I just was really fascinated with... Uh, the web and the spider and I was reading up about it and I thought this is so interesting and it's I just Charlotte's web it. was very Charlotte's <laughs> web I just they're, they're just such an interesting species I hadn't known very much about them I'd spoken to the arachnologist at WA Museum so often Mark Harvey about spiders I developed this interest in them having been completely phobic and um, a story just evolved from there so the first line of it came into my head really clearly and then the rest of it just unfolded I feel the need to say if anyone can hear a bit of a snore in the background oh, yeah. it's not me <laughs> it's, 
uh, Thanks, old, Huey. Old Huey under the table. We are having a good snooze. Um, He's riveted. He hangs off my every word. <laughs> Apparently so. Um, and then, so once you've made um, written that original draft, mm. how often are you? How long are you reworking it for? I mean, is that like asking how long a piece of string is? It pretty much is. There's there have been very few stories. Even looking back, um, I've I had a couple of stories. The one I won reflex with mouse was uh, inspired by my grandmother. Um, that one I feel like just came to me in its entirety. But then when I look back at the notes, because I keep everything I've written, when I look back at the original uh, notes I wrote around that story, it bore very little resemblance um, to the final piece. So it really is a matter of, of putting the words down and then really going back and then um, a- applying the techniques and your editorial eye I suppose so taking out all the words that are superfluous that you don't need and then finding ways of just making the sentences stronger ages it takes ages ages. (laughs) I think there's this misconception that I guess it's even picture book authors are probably saying the same thing that because Mm. there's a much much lower word count there's this misconception that it's just oh yeah just just throw the words down on the page in one night and you're done and there you go there's your story all finished (laughs) well I imagine there's people that can do that (laughs) but I'm not one of them and certainly again if you're writing a novel then I I can really understand why that could potentially be a project that took you 10 years because you still have to go through that redrafting and drafting and editing process but no writing um short fiction I think it took me it took me several weeks working every day on the piece that I wrote for WA uh, writing WA um the view from apartment 95 (laughs) on the the Wednesday Uh, but even then with the title it was like because titles in in this kind of uh, forming competition don't go to the word count so that's why you might see long titles, but they, you, they have just to gets do a, out what they have to in the title. They have to do a lot of work. You really have to think about them. They're they're uh, imp- they're important. So I was thinking, how do I say that this is set in an apartment without saying it? So it went in the title. You talked about um, your two writing buddies that you work with. How have you found the fla- the flash fiction community? Oh, it's wonderful. It's so lovely. I've been really... In Western Australia, Laura Keenan and Linda Martin, who set up the um, publishing company, small publishing, uh, independent publishing company, Night Parrot Press, had already uh, encountered the genre and really loved it. So to uh, have two such brilliant editors just so in love with this really quite niche form of writing was wonderful. So this community has just blossomed around it. There's lots of really experienced authors who have enjoyed it and write to it. Susan Medallia in um, Western Australia really enjoys flash fiction and Roxanne Gay has written also for uh, Wigleaf, um, which is a publication also based in America. And, and there's people that are really new to it. So I think it's a wonderful genre because people who really want to try creative writing, even though it is a, um, still a specific skill, can again just 
just experiment and try things and people are really supportive I think because people have such a passion for it then they're just really excited when somebody shares that and and you want to share it with other people it's so fun and the amount that you've achieved in the past year in terms of competition and books um, that you've been published in are there a lot of opportunities I didn't realize I think there are I have found I know uh, Twitter has got a terrible reputation for being full of trolls and I'm certain if you just if you just have a present there a presence there and um, spray whatever you spray then that's certainly true but it, for the writing community internationally particularly it's it's fantastic so you do have to I think be quite specific for what um, to what you're looking for but I was on Twitter anyway, so when I started looking for flash fiction or short fiction outlets, then opportunities started to unfold, and I Googled a lot of it, Laura and Linda from Night Mm -hmm. uh, Parrot, also um, as part of some of the workshops I was involved in, uh, gave us lots of tips and information about particular writers to look out for. So, and there are... um, there are lists, I think, of all of the competitions that are for short stories and for um, microfiction or flash fiction. So um, online, you can go and just see a list and think, well, this is a competition in England for a short story that's 300 words. I'll enter that or America or there's just so many of them in Australia. The Australian Writers Centre has um, a competition they run every month called Furious Fiction. It's free to enter. I think the word count is 500 500 words. words, Yeah. And I just think that sort of thing is really interesting and fun to do because you can just give it a shot. If you're not really sure uh, what you're doing or you just want to give it a go, then that's a really... Um, fun competition to enter I've never had any success whatsoever (laughs) in that one but it just gives you they give you prompts to write to and it it just gives you something to try the community is so supportive and so friendly and helpful it's just lovely so what came first for you was it a competition that you were entering and that you had success with or were you published first in one of the anthologies I was published first in once the night parrot press collection I think it's because I spent such a long time in journalism I'm used to writing to deadlines so I started looking for competitions not because I felt that I could necessarily get anywhere with them but it gave me a deadline I'm just not particularly good at writing with no end in sight um, as you'd be aware yeah. <laughs> as a former journalist if you don't have a deadline then you can just flounder around a little bit, whereas a a competition or a submission window will give you a particular date. They're only open for a certain amount of time if you want to submit to a journal or a publication and uh, competitions uh, run with deadlines all the time. So they're there, you just have to find them and then it gives you... I could just sit and edit a story for... 10 years without a deadline yeah just keeps going there's no yeah so you've got to say well it's finished I'm just going to enter it and see what happens at this point Mm. so where do you feel like you've had the greatest success well overseas yeah so I think partly that's because I'm quite shy about (laughs) writing fiction it always it feels much more personal than well it is much more personal than journalism so I feel much better about uh, putting my work out there overseas it feels like nobody knows me it doesn't really matter Um, have you read this is probably a silly question I'm assuming you have read some of the entries that 
overseas authors have submitted to these competitions and have had published, is there a difference between the Aussie style of writing flash fiction and what the rest of the world's doing? No, I don't think so. What is different is you're writing to such detail. I think you can get... I mean, for me, the whole beauty of flash fiction is that you can get a a whole world into a very tiny little space. So if it's good, um, I think it feels like, even though you're only looking at a shred of it, if you step through that door or or immerse yourself further into that world that you're you are getting a flash of in short fiction there would be a whole world there there would be more it would rather than there'd be nothing mm-hmm. that's do you know what i mean rather than that's the end of the story so it's so developed that you feel like you are just looking through a window and that's the view but if you stepped through the window you would just see this huge Enormous, fully developed world that's there. And that's what you've got to try and get across in your story. So I think the difference with Australian writing is that um, we're sharing uh, perspectives, not always, but of Australia. So you're sharing landscapes and characters that are Australian characters. And so I have uh, wondered if um, the success I've had is because it's, it's just a fresh look at character and landscape and scenery and a fresh vision in that sense rather particularly than... probably at the moment with where we're at with covid the yeah. rest of the world it's nice for them to have that little i guess that peak at the other side of the world and well i think you're always looking to, for yeah. something something different and in any sort of stories in any sort of writing all stories have been told i think but you look for a new way of telling the same story so I think there's perhaps an interest in Australian writing, uh, Australian writing overseas because it just does give a, a new perspective into the same human condition that keeps us writing about everything. So what are you currently working on? Is there an upcoming competition or anything or are you dabbling away for yourself? I am dabbling away for myself. I'm um, a submissions editor for a journal in America, so I'm reading a lot of other people's work and that's really fun um, they specialize in flash fiction around a thousand words I think is the limit so you read um, stories from all over the world it's just so interesting and I really like the editing process there has it changed how how you're writing oh, all seeing what else is out there absolutely there is it's um I feel terribly guilty so <laughs> I don't think there is any better editor for me than either hitting submit on a piece because the second I can't get it back is when I see all the errors <laughs> and the mistakes. I don't think you're alone there. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it matters how many times I read it aloud, I read it to I all sorts of things, but as soon as I have submitted something, then I see the problems. Um, it's the same when you're reading other people's work as a submissions editor because you see what other people do well and you see what other people don't do well and you can apply that to your own work. So it's a very selfish motivation, but I find it really, really useful. So what have you learned from that? What's, I guess, your biggest takeaway that people are not perhaps doing wrong, but perhaps could be doing better or could be changing? I'm amazed at how many people submit work to publications that have 
not read the publication, they obviously would not have a clue about the type of work that that publication um, features. And that's really important because even within a genre of a thousand words or, or publications that only publish microfiction for 300, I imagine it's with short stories, there are huge differences in the writing. So you really need to be familiar with the publication and you really need to read the rules if it's a competition as well. I'm surprised at how many people clearly don't. Um, I So much of the work I look at is a draft or two away from being complete. So you read it and you think it's uh, good, it's okay, you can see a story there, but you can just immediately, even small things like superfluous words that you don't, need if the author hasn't gone through and 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 edited that themselves then it's very likely going to be a no because there's just so many people that that submits such polished work you've really got to be careful i would absolutely advise people who are looking to submit to anything um whether it's for publication or for competition to get somebody else to read it first which is hard to do when you're putting yourself out there originally there does seem to be Mm. this i suppose fear that you would almost rather someone you don't know an editor a publisher to have a look than hand it to a writing group or somebody else who's going to tell you directly what works and what doesn't and that's not your family because they're not going to tell you that they're going to love it but no, I think it's it's hard for people, really hard. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree and I feel like that as well. My husband is terrified. He just looks panicked whenever I <laughs> ask him to read anything I've written. And most of my work is really depressing, so he doesn't like that either. It is really hard and as a journalist yourself, I think you would know that you do develop... Uh, the skill of being able to separate yourself from your work and that is yeah so invaluable because it is really hard to find good feedback so if you can get it then um taking it personally and I didn't actually realize when I started that that was a skill and if I if I thought I had any skill in this genre it's that I can take not only take criticism I welcome it I'm so grateful for it because it's very hard to get but you need to have somebody who gets your writing there's no point in asking somebody who uh, only writes novels and doesn't like short fiction or vice versa to give you feedback so you need to find somebody who gets your writing understands the genre and uh, has something to say that's going to improve your work and is going to make you feel good about it as well. There's certainly a lot of people out there who will just um, barrel in and give you really unsolicited, nasty advice, and I think that's just unhelpful. So you do have to be careful. I've um, used editing services, and that's how hard it is to get feedback. So uh, there are um, editors internationally, and they're um, fairly easy, I think, to find good services online most publications will offer an editing service that's and so what sort of thing is the editing service looking for they're not obviously just checking if you've put a comma in or whatnot are they looking at the structure and it's line editing Mm -hmm. so they'll go through the whole thing it can cost you anything from twenty dollars to fifty dollars to two hundred dollars i wouldn't be paying (laughs) i i think i i um i think i paid about uh 
30 Australian dollars the last time. And it was with a piece I'd worked on for a long time. I've submitted it uh, to two publications and that's the other thing. You need to get really comfortable with rejection as well because (laughs) it comes along quite a lot. Um, And I knew there's something missing in it. I've got uh, writing friends that will look at my work, but it's a skill and it feels unfair to be asking people to give you that kind of close editing advice without paying them for their time because it's a job um so they'll go through and give you um they'll they'll give you an overall view of the piece itself and then they'll go through every line and give you what's called line editing and um, everything from this needs a comma to this doesn't make sense to your character's point of view or your tenses are muddled up or I don't get where this is going. It's really very fine-tuned editing and really valuable and I I actually think if you can afford it it's a really great option because again that would take somebody a long time and it's it's you can only ask so much definitely friends. yeah I have always wondered with it though there are two things yeah obviously writing so subjective yeah is there any I guess risk with that that they might turn around and either love it or hate it but it's their opinion how much do you take on board in that sense yeah well I think again you've got to be careful about who you choose so they need to be uh, professional they need to be um, familiar with the genre and I think apart from things like this needs a comma or this doesn't need a comma when it comes down to characters point of view they're all suggestions so then it's really up to you to decide whether or not you accept the feedback so you may not accept all of it. I mean, when you submit something for publication, it will be edited before it's published anyway. So all of the um, submissions to Night Parrot Press say twice not shy. They, uh, you submit, the story gets accepted, and then it will be edited. So the, the editing team will come back with those line edits and say, uh, we suggest this or that, and then you have a conversation with the editor about... Um, questions you might have you might just accept all of the changes you might feel really strongly about something that's all a a conversation you have with your editor so that's fine if you've already had something accepted for a publication but if you are submitting to a publication you don't have that so you need to have all of that done before you submit and I think I'm not bad at editing my own work a bit of experience in the area. <laughs> I think, well, it's very hard when it's personal. I'm much mm. better, I think, at editing somebody else's work. But I think I'm I'm pretty good because I can write and then put it away for a bit and come back and look at it with a fairly subjective eye, but not 100%. So uh, if you can get somebody else to look at it with that experience, I think that is a really useful thing to do. That said... Um, by far, uh, most of the stuff I've submitted has not been looked at by anyone but me. Where do you see yourself going with this? Is there potential to create your own anthology just of your work? Uh, possibly. possibly. And is that something you would want to do or do you like being, I guess, in the mix amongst others that it's just a whole jumble of different creativity that people can take in? Yeah, no, I love that. I, I have thought about an anthology or a collection or a novella, I think, is probably 
as close as I would ever get to to a novel. There are some really um, fantastic examples of uh, novellas in Flash, Justin Torres, um, We the Animals, I think it's called. It's just one of the most stunning books of any genre I've read, um, and that's in the um, Flash category. Um, I have thought about it. It's just such a huge task, and I have to say I'm really enjoying at the moment being able to do little bits of things that I enjoy, and I'm not sure yet <laughs> because it's a it's a it's a big task when you put together a whole collection. How but, many yeah. would you have written so far? Have you oh, kept track? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've written because I keep everything. I've um, I've. I've got the start of um, uh, 100 easily, probably more, but finished pieces, I think I've had, I've only had maybe um, 15 or 16 pieces published. Um, Which is a lot, really, when you think about it, (laughs) in a year. (laughs) And, um, well... I just, uh, yeah, the, I've got so so much more that's unedited, unfinished or half edited and not finished. So I do look through those and keep an eye on um, out for a thread or something that might mean that they go together. But I'm nowhere near that point yet. I'm just really enjoying learning still. It's fun. With that, it's been a year of learning, you say. Is there anything that now looking back at the first few pieces that you did or even the first few months of work that you look at and go oh wouldn't do it like that again has there been any big thing that you've learned that has changed the way you're doing things well yes I I, when I started I didn't really know the difference between prose poetry and flash or a vignette and flash so a lot of what I was writing didn't have a narrative arc It, it didn't have a story a complete story something has to happen <laughs> in um in flash so and short fiction um so i and i didn't really understand the importance of the opener and the closer so not giving away too much you really have to let your reader wonder there's got to be something about it that that makes the piece stay with them to make it successful so I think I'm just developing better techniques to do that so when I've written something I will specifically go back and look for those things is there a story and I'll um and I'll I'll work to a narrative arc and make sure something happens and make sure the ending is powerful and the beginning is as powerful as I can make it anyway those things are really important and I didn't really understand that when I when I started I was just really I think looking to um to create a scene what would be put you on the spot here your biggest takeaway tip for someone who is either in flash fiction early days or just thinking about getting into it i read it I would say um, Kathy Fish is one of my favourite writers. I think she's she would be acknowledged to be one of the best in the world. I think she's I don't even know if she's American or English, but anyway, uh, she has a fantastic newsletter you can sign up for, and she just so she shares resources really beautifully. I've been trying to get into one of her workshops 
the entire time I've been writing and it's just impossible. She does it on a lottery system. <laughs> so, and you can only take it once. So if you've done it, you can't take it again and um, they always fall. Um, so she's a great person to read. Sorry, it's very long-winded. Uh, Kathy Fish is a fantastic person to read. I think in, I think in any genre, if you want to write, you, with the very, very few exceptions, you've got to read. So if you think I can write microfiction or I can write short fiction, then go and find some of the best examples and, and read it. You'll learn more than anything. And, and then just try it. Give it a shot. Finally, where can people find you online? Yes, I have a website, uh, gillianoshaughnessy.com, I think it is. <laughs> and I put links to uh, some of my work up there and write a blog. I'm on Twitter. I have a, a reading Facebook page, Reading Between the Wines, uh, about reading and books. And uh, I think I'm on pretty much every social media platform there is. So not hard to not find. Not hard to track down at all. to spell my last name. Oh, my goodness, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Julian O'Shaughnessy, thank you very much for the chat. Thank you. Thank you.